right now, we're going to get into the word. So if you guys can take out your Bibles and turn to Romans 6.15. I thank you so much for having you guys here today. But if you have questions, we wait till the end. All right? Today we're talking about becoming a slave. And I'm going to show you the scriptures for that. All right? So if you guys, we can all get together. Get it later. All right. You guys all there? Romans 6.15. Where's Andrew? Can you get it up on the screen, please? All right. I'm going to start off by talking about Adam and Eve. Okay? We all know the story of Adam and Eve. All right? God Almighty created them. Is it all there, Romans 6.15? Okay. God created them. He gave them everything that they wanted, everything that they needed. All right? He, he gave them food. He gave them land. He gave them authority over all the earth, over all the beasts of the earth. And he said, you can have anything you want but one thing. And we all know what that one thing is. Right? It's the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay, I need you guys to wake up. You guys are far away over there. Sweet Pea, can you move up to the front, please? Where is he? He's behind Berto. All right. He gave them everything that they wanted except one thing. And he said, you cannot eat of this tree. And what was, what was the thing that what happened? Of course. When someone says don't do something, what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to do it, right? See, God created everything, and it was good, right? So Eve was probably walking around like, man, everything else is good. You know, that tree there must be good. And it wasn't only her flesh or her curiosity that was pushing her to disobey God, but it was another thing working against her, and that was the devil. The devil was tempting her. The devil came, and crafty serpent that he was, He came and he fed her lies. And she believed it. But you know what? The devil can only tempt you. He can only bring situations your way. In the end, it's always in your hands. You make the choice. See, God gave us free will. He did not create robots. God said, I'm going to give you this. Just don't do this. All right? He gives us rules. And it's up to us whether or not we want to obey them or not. See, now because of Adam and Eve, There was consequences. Because they fell, we have consequences. And therefore, now we all have a generational curse that we we are born with. And many times we go out and we witness and and we explain this to people, and that doesn't make sense. Why am I born a sinner because somebody else made a mistake? What kind of a God is that to send me to hell because Adam and Eve sinned? Do you understand? If you look at it that way, you know, that, that is kind of, they're right. But you know what? He is the creator, and we are the creation. He can do whatever he pleases to do with us. He is the potter, and we are the clay. It does, he is in control. He is the king. If he wants to do this, if this is his plan, then so be it. There, I can't answer that question for you. Nobody can. God is sovereign. He is the creator, and who are we to say anything? 
And with that being said, with this generational curse, we have this sinful nature. And this sinful nature separates us from God. All right, here we go. Let's talk about um, Eve, right? He said, you cannot have this, and she desired it. Why? Because she wanted it. Everything else would go, so she wants more. When you have something, let's think about food. When you try um, a dish, right, and it's delicious, you just, you know, you want to keep having more and more and more and more. Until what? Until you're full, until it's just nasty, until you're just stuffed, and you're like, oh, my goodness, what did I do? You know, and that's our nature, just selfishness. I want more. I want more of this and more. I want more money. When you're growing up, you're 14, 15, you start realizing what money is, you want more of it, right? You just want more. That's our nature is to want more. More for me. Me, me. So now we're going to go to Romans 6.15. All right? What? No, we're not going to go there yet. Okay? So in this, with this sinful nature, we realize that we are not in control. Ours, ours, where am I going? Our selfish desire. Let's read this and then maybe I'll figure out where I'm going. Okay? It says here, Paul says, what then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey. Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Let's go down. I put this in human terms because you are weak in your natural selves. Just as you used to offer the parts of your body in slavery to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer them in slavery to righteousness leading to holiness. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at that time from the thing you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefits you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we are born as sinners, right? We have the sinful nature, and there's nothing that you can do about it by yourself. All right? Apart from Christ Jesus, you will continue in sin. You will continue in destruction because you cannot change what Adam and Eve did. You cannot go back and change that. The fact of the matter is, yes, they sinned, and now we are born as sinners. And now you need something to get you right with God. Because of your sinful nature, it will keep you from God. God is holy, and you cannot come before this holy God with the dirt that is on you. There is no way that he will let you in. I don't care how good you are. It does not matter how many good works you do. You are not saved by your works, but you are saved through grace by faith. And so here, you cannot do it on your own. It says, what benefit did you reap at the time from those things you are now ashamed of? All right, think about that. Before, all of us Christians, and those of you if, you, if you don't have a relationship with God, think about this. What benefit did you reap from sex? Think about it. Like, just think about it now. The things that you are ashamed of. I am ashamed of the things that I did before. See, what benefit did you reap from having sex before marriage? 
sleeping around with men, sleeping around with women who was not who were not your partners. It reaps nothing but destruction. See, we are all slaves. You can be a slave to this world, or you can be a slave to righteousness. There's only two. There's only two types of people. A slave to yourself, okay? A slave to righteousness. All, all the ones on this side are the masters of one, and that is the devil. So if you want to say you were living for yourself, you are the slave, you know, it's all the devil. You're living for the devil, or you're living for God, okay? Slaves to your family, slaves to your work, slaves to purity and holiness, all right? So here we go. What benefit, when you're over here on this side, did you reap when you were sleeping around? See, when you're slaves to sin on this side, everything comes easy. Your sinful nature is just like, man, I want more. You know, I want to have sex. I want more. And it just comes easy. I want to drink. You know, I want to go out. I want to smoke. I want to go to the clubs, and I want to see how many numbers I can get. I want to, what else? I want to fight that girl who just looked at me in this angry way. What benefit did you reap when you woke up the next day and that man was not next to you? What benefit did you reap when you found out, guys, that you caught something from that little girl? One out of every two college-age students has an STD. What benefit did you reap? Drugs. What benefit did you did you reap when you smoked that joint? What benefit? See, it comes easy to light a joint. The sinful nature comes easy to us because it's pleasing to your what? Your flesh. All right, I'm in an addiction studies program. What benefit did you reap when you started doing heroin? What benefit did you reap? Do you understand that when you, when this comes easy to you to drink, to smoke, to do all these drugs, it comes easy. But you know what the consequences are? Destruction to your body, to your to your, um, to your brain, destruction to your family around you, and not only that, destruction to your generations after that. Why? Because they ha- now your children will have this um, predisposed, um, what is it called? Tendency, because you, you decided, hmm, this feels good. What benefit did you reap? You are not the only one who suffers when you are over here, when you are a slave to sin. What benefit did you reap when you were drinking out, you know, I'm going to have a couple of drinks over here. I'm just going to go to this party. I'm going to have a good time. What benefit did you reap when you were puking your guts the next day, when you found out the, all the nasty things that you did, the things that you said to, to your friends, to your family members, when you found out you just humiliated your best friend, when you humiliated your, best, your, your boyfriend, Guys, I can say this because I was there and I know that God brought me from these things. What benefit do we reap? See, it comes, what benefit do we reap when we hold grudges against people? That takes control of you. When somebody hurts you and you say, that's fine. That don't faze me. I'll just keep going. You know, pride. What benefit do you reap? You hold that anger inside of you and it takes control of you. What benefit do we reap? See, the sinful nature comes easy. But you know what hits hardest are the consequences. The consequences are what hits hardest. Think about that. Those of you who are saved, God brought you from that. It was easy to fall into sin, but it was hard. The consequences were hard. And now when you are a slave to righteousness, 
when you say, God, take me from this world, I accept you, Jesus Christ, into my life. I repent for my sins. Change me, wash me, purify me. Take me. I accept. I accept your forgiveness, Jesus. When you say those words, when you truly believe it in your heart, because no one can force you to believe these things, when you truly believe that you will cross over from being a slave to death to being a slave to life, you will cross over from death unto life. That is why we call crossover. We have crossed over from death into life. When you come over here, it's not going to be as easy. Yes, salvation is free, but you've got to work at this. It is a relationship that you have with God, and you're going to work. And you're not going to say, okay, I believe in Jesus Christ. Now, boom, everything is perfect. No. You're going to work, and you're going to work hard. Over here, you didn't work, but you paid the price for that, right? Over here, you're going to work for something that's worth it. You're going to work to be alive because once you were dead, and now you're going to be alive and well. And over here, you're not working on your own. Jesus Christ is coming, and he's helping you, and he's pushing you forth. And he is going to allow you, he's going to show you the way, he's going to give you the strength to say no to temptation. He's going to surround people around you who know more about the word, people around you who are living pure and holy lives, who are going to feed into you. He's going to open up doors for you. He's going to speak to you, and it's up to you whether you want to continue or do you want to just cross over for a little while. And the minute it gets hard, you're just going to go right back. What kind of a person do you want to be? Whether you like it or not, we are all slaves. Bottom line, bottom line, the definition of slave is to be owned and forced into labor. Over here, the devil is forcing you to work for him. You're glorifying him over here. That music right here was glorifying the devil. It was not glorifying God. And I don't have to show you the scripture for that because I know, and I know that if I love God, I want to glorify him. I know what he's brought me from, and I don't want to go back over there. Andrew knows where God has brought him from, right, Andrew? And he does not want to go back. And anything that's going to make you slip, anything that's going to make you fall, you want it out and you want it out quick. Jesus. Over here, God Almighty is helping you. You're going to work. He's going to put you to test. You're going to go through fire. Because God wants nothing but the best to come into his kingdom. And he is going to strengthen you like no other. But guess what the consequences here are? The consequences here is life, eternal life. Let's all turn to Romans 8.28. You're going to reap what you sow wherever you are at. Keep that in your mind. You hear that everywhere you go. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. Think about where you're reaping. Where are you at? Where are you hanging out? You reap what you sow. And over here as a Christian, God is working with you. Romans 8.28 more than conquerors. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. God what? God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many believers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. If God has called you, he's going to justify you. You know if you've been called. You know it. And then he's going to glorify you. 
what then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Jesus. Let me tell you, the devil hates you. The devil wants you. And he's going to try everything that he can to bring you down. If God is for you, who can be against you? There is absolutely no reason why we need to go back to this side. This is destruction, and it leads nowhere. You're going round and round in a circle here. This leads to life. If God is for you, who can be against you? He who did not, I'm sorry, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Think about that. If God gave us his son, his one and only son, How much more will he not graciously give us all things if you are living for him? Jesus, who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Jesus, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Who said it was going to be easy? We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, Neither height nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. God Almighty wants you and he is giving you a choice. If you are not living for him, you are here. You think you're living for yourself, but you are actually a puppet for the devil. He is calling you and he is putting, he is giving you an ultimatum today. You either live for him or you live for the devil. He is giving you a choice. This is not a game. This is life or death. This is heaven or hell. This is eternity. We cannot even imagine what eternity is. And God is so gracious that he sent his one and only son. And he is saying, even though you did all of that, even though you messed up, I forgive you. You are covered by the blood of the lamb. And Jesus Christ is telling you today, do you want to continue to be a slave to death or a slave to righteousness? Let's turn to Romans 6, 13. Before, when you were in this world, slave to death, you did everything pleasing to your body. You did anything that came good. And right now here in Romans 6, 13, It says, do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. For sin shall not be your master because you are are not under the law but under grace. Sin is not your master any longer. The day, the minute that you decide to live for Christ Jesus, your spirit is born again. Sin has no control over you unless you let it. Sin will not master you. 
And today, well, as we break out into small groups, I want you to decide in your heart, what's it going to be? I want you guys to really search your hearts before you go into, into the small group. And in the small group, you are going to be asked this question. Who are you living for? Who is your master today? In this small group, you're going to get personal, and you need to be ready to answer these questions. Because today is the day of salvation and not tomorrow. And you are not here by accident. You are not here by accident. So let's pray. Father God, we come before you right now. We just thank you so much for who you are. We thank you, Lord God Almighty, that that you save us, Lord God Almighty, that you cover us, Lord, with your grace, that you lavish us with your grace. I thank you, dear God, for all of us that you have crossed over, dear God, from death unto life, Lord God Almighty. I thank you that you are the God of second chances. I thank you, Lord God Almighty, that you forget what we did in the past, Lord God. As long as we come, dear God, with a genuine heart, Lord, you accept us and you hear our cries. And I pray that today, God, somebody will get right with you, Lord God. I pray that today someone will get free from addiction, Jesus. Someone will get free, dear God, from idolatry. Someone will get free, Lord, of lust, of of alcoholism, Lord, anything, Lord, that is not of you. I claim it right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, move right now. And Satan, I bind you right now. The obstacles that you have placed before us, I rebuke them and I bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. You have no power, Satan. You are a defeated foe. Jesus, take over. Take over our lives, Lord. Be our master, Lord. We give you the invitation, Lord. We just let you take over. Be king over our lives. Have your way during the small groups, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray.